Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Create Worldwide, the podcast. I'm Paulina. And I'm Tom. And today we are very excited because we have a topic in mind that I think is going to be very interesting. Yeah, it's a roundabout topic. It's like, a, it's a, you know out of the office kind of thing, out of the personal life kind of thing, but more of our views and take on AI and architecture. Ooh. <laughs> well, it's just that we were talking in the other day and we got to thinking like, you know, how AI and the whole thing with like chat GPT and all of this, like yeah. all of these artificial intelligence things that are coming up are kind of like the hot topic right now and that got us to thinking like the let's say the question that everyone is probably asking themselves with their career like okay so how is artificial intelligence gonna impact architecture or is there even gonna be are there even gonna be architects in the future let's say in 20 30 40 years or is that something that maybe AI is going to be able to do. So yeah. that's kind of like what we were talking about. I'll I'll say this just to, you know, get the ball rolling. Before we get into architecture, you know, AI is getting so advanced to a point, you know, I, I don't know if you've heard, you know, on TikTok or wherever, um, that someone made a full-blown song with, you know, Drake and the weekend and they made it like a, an unbelievable song right and you listen to it and you're like yeah this is drake but then you know you realize that it's it's not drake or the weekend oh my god. and it was if you heard it Pauline, if you heard it you would be like oh my gosh this is an wow. amazing song it's it's really good and some guy like wrote it and then made it sound like drake made it sound like the weekend and it sounds great um but Regardless of that, I just wanted to get that out there, like how quickly this is advancing. You know, this is like a new, this is like brand new stuff in the past couple of months to a year where people have been working on this type of yeah. AI and it's it's already getting to a point of where it's scary. Um, yeah, like like what you just mentioned about the song makes me uh, like remember uh, something that also happened with like uh, a photograph. I don't know if you saw it. It it's it appeared to be a photograph and it was so realistic. People thought it was a photo, literally like a picture of the Pope wearing like this this like jacket that was like streetwear. I, I don't know how to explain mm -hmm. it, but I know like I know what you're talking about white jacket and yeah. it was a huge controversy because people were like, Why is the Pope wearing that? And it, it was a like it was AI generated. So that also it's crazy to think that the fact that we there are some things that we can't even tell if they are like AI generator or if or if they're so to say real because I don't even know what the difference between AI and real would be in some cases. Yeah. But just the fact that it's getting it 
it's getting so good that it's getting to a point where it can even confuse you. Yeah, I mean, here's what I'll say about like AI and architecture to start off with, because this is this episode is going to be more of like a back and forth type of, you know, conversation where it's just us going over like what our views are, what we think is going to happen. You know, it's like a prediction kind of episode. But I think <laughs> that with architecture and AI, just as an initial point, that I think it'll be a bigger benefit than not for architecture and AI because there's such a huge human element right. in architecture and you need that, but AI will definitely guide you in a direction to a more beneficial and, you know, cost effective, like w data driven design right. that you can kind of, yeah. that you can kind of pick and choose what you want in your whether I, it's a building or a house or whatever you're doing, but yeah. it needs that I, human factor. I think, like, if if the question of the episode was, are architects going to be replaced by AI? The short answer would be no, right? Like, yeah, I no. think we can both agree on that. However, there's, of course, a long answer that includes everything you're saying, where it's like, I feel, I feel like a lot of, a lot of things are going to become more efficient are going like the process or the or the data as you said it's going to i feel like here's the thing i think architects are not going to be replaced by ai but probably architects that learn how to use ai are going to do much better than architects that don't like if you stay if you say oh no mm, you i don't want to have anything to do with this and you shut the door completely on it you're probably you're probably shutting the door on something that's going to help you like you said so there's going to be people yeah. that embrace all of these things that at the end of the day are designed to help you and if you don't embrace them uh, you're gonna become obsolete i would get like i guess um yeah well i mean you you think about it you know you start off with hand drafting right, right. you start hand drafting a building and then this new and fun and cool uh, program comes out called AutoCAD, right? And there's probably something before it, but I'm just going general general things here. You know, you could either still hand draft, which people, you know, still sometimes do with um, – a lot of people still do with, like, you know, hand drawings, which we sometimes do in the office, or all these designs. And, you know, we don't hand draft, like, plans anymore, but we sketch plans. But, you know, you go to AutoCAD and, you know, someone's in AutoCAD for however many years they're in. And, you know, this new thing comes out uh, called, you know, SketchUp or uh, one of the 3D program is it? Uh, or, or, you know, it comes out with Revit and all this stuff where you could 3D model and you can make a 3D building. And it's like, oh, no, I'm only going to use AutoCAD. I'm only going to use AutoCAD and design in 2D. And it's like, well, you're missing all these opportunities. But now, right. you know, you're in Revit. And let's say Revit is, you know, Revit's amazing. You could do everything and anything you want in Revit. But what are you missing? You're missing so much data. You know, you're missing how how much sunlight can impact your design on the north face of the building and blah, 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 blah. You have all these issues that are going unresolved because guess what? You don't have that data to go off of. 
But imagine having this, you know, you, you have this interface where you could type in the location, you could type in the codes, you could type in what area you're in, you could type in anything, and it will spit out, this is the data, you know, this is what kind of windows you should use, this is the material you should use for better ratings, um, for right. insulation and all but, this. But see, here's the important factor. You ask the question, like you as the architect ask the question, or because I think sometimes that's where the magic is or that's where like answers the answers are out there they're even out there right now without ai like in google exactly but you have to know what you're looking for or you want you have to know what a question to ask or you have to know who you're designing for or or what your intent is when you're designing because if not then you're not going to be able to get the answers that you need and it's 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 not going to work, right? So that's exactly. where there's there has to be like a puppet master to all of all of this craziness. Which yeah, any us, right? Yeah, anything is only as good as it is. Uh, you just you have to know how to use it. Yeah, and also now that you brought up like the whole hand drafting and stuff like that, I don't know. I think that sometimes a lot of very very valuable skills are lost when you like make things like you automate things right when you get them into a computer or where you make them sort of automatic i guess right because yeah i don't know I i'm i'm the ki- i'm the kind of person that thinks that a lot of a lot of information i mean i'm one of the people that believe one of the believers of that those theories that are like information translates better when you write it down or you know like the mo- the hand is connected to the brain you you've heard that kind of thing like i don't yeah, know when yeah. you write, for example a song down you learn it a lot faster or when you tr- do a transcript of your notes from school for a test it's better than typing them i i firmly believe that and i believe that for example us our generation of architects so to say that we didn't hand draft as much or or mm to did like free free hand drawings there are a lot of those skills that we did not learn or that we are not as as good as like other architects before us because i don't know for example the sense of space i think it's very different when you have to measure it and draw it and draw a line than in autocad when you just plug in a number and it automatically does the line that length you know so yeah I was gonna say I, I've definitely fallen victim to this because in school, um, you know, I it, at school I could produce renderings that made you look made it look like I knew exactly what I was doing with what materials, and it was like, wow, that looks great, you know, mm-hmm. holy cow, you made those wood slats work great, and it's like, in all reality, I had no idea how those things worked. I had no idea if they could be supported. I had no idea how they could be connected. I had no idea what was needed for those to be, you know, to be there. But it's like, people just put it there. Forgetting forgetting the, like, the construction aspect of it, let's say, just, like, the functionality or the the aesthetic. Let's let's say, let's use, use your example of adding materials to a model. I don't know you literally choose the material and you basically like plug it into the model or whatever however you want to call it like you yeah you just click a paint bucket yeah, you exactly. click a paint bucket and you and, and, and it's right then in you there scale it whatever you say oh this looks if you if you want to be like methodic about it of course you you look at the measurements but for example me for school i was like oh this looks large i'm just going to 
scale it down a bit or scale it up a bit. Oh yeah, but well, think that, about yes. it. And then okay, the br- that brick looks that brick looks fine, or that woods that looks fine. And to the eye, like to the naked eye, it it was fine. And your teachers, they it looked fine because it was proportional. But if you ask me, uh, Paulina, what's the measurement of that woods that I I wouldn't be able to tell you. Whereas not a clue. <laughs> I imagine before when people were drafting by hand, well, you had to since you had to draw the lines yourself for each woods that then you probably had to decide on on a measurement, right? So it was this process of taking in this information, processing it, and then drawing. Whereas for us, some stuff we don't even have to process. We don't even have to think about because Mm -hmm. since the computer does it for you, yes, it makes you faster. Yes, it makes you more efficient. Yes, sometimes it looks better. But there's some information that's getting lost in translation. So I wonder... As technology goes further, what's gonna happen? Like, what are these things that are gonna maybe get lost in translation? I don't know. Yeah, and I mean, you know, we could sit here and be like, "Oh, AI is gonna make everyone forget how to make a wall and design a wall and all this, all this nonsense." But you, you know, you think about it. You go into Revit right now. Mm-hmm. You could pick a wall, and it's got every bit of layering that you need in that wall built and when you cut a section to that model everything's going to be there and guess what you didn't even have to put it in there right so as we said before like it's up to you to decide what wall you're going to put there Revit for example right now is not as smart enough to be like this wall doesn't belong here if you tell it Mm -hmm. to put the most random weird wall in the most random weird place it's going to put it there for you so that's where Yes, oh, I... you have a section. Yes, your section is complete with a wall, but um, it makes no sense. So yeah, no, I I agree with the the uh, it, it it's like you know we I've brought it up so many times on the podcast, but like the seven layer dip thing, you know, where you just there's so many layers of architecture, but mm-hmm. you know when you when you get more and more intricate and more and more advanced into programs and everything a lot of those layers i feel are kind of removed because there's less thinking involved and it's when you know you go back to the simple things like the massing of you know a project what would look best those are when the layers are added back and you really have to think critically about you know how is everything going to affect the person on the site and you have to view it from a perspective of someone walking into this building or walking around the site and that's where like ai and the hand in hand aspect could be something very creative where you could you know because it could it could essentially do anything for you you could create something that's you know never been seen before never been really utilized before never thought of and put it into a design and someone could be like wow i never i never thought of that and like if you if you really think about it, um, it's also the little small things that help you sometimes, because like we like setting aside the programs, there's so many tools that we use like today that help us design. Like it just came came to me like for example the paint colors, right? Mm-hmm. We if when we go to Sharon Williams or when we go to whatever website to look at paint colors and the it's designed so when you choose a paint color 
it come like the the complementary colors come up and then the colors that would look good or the colors that would contrast or the colors mm -hmm. you know what i mean so for example even that i i wonder before that of course of course now you have to look at the suggest suggestions it's giving you and make an educated decision right and yeah and it's of course sometimes you do it without the 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 website so sometimes it's just what you think would look good but there are all these tools that before so maybe you had to go over the whole paint catalog and and look at what looked good together from scratch but now yeah. that you have this base it's so, it's so much easier and it it requires that you think it requires that you decide and it requires that you design as well but it's mm -hmm. giving you a base to go off of and that's the kind of thing that i feel like it's really beneficial like that's just a little example but if you want to uh whatever the the next thing that's gonna come up uh with artificial intelligence and you're like uh what looks good with this paint color and it's located in this place in the world so the sun hits it at this time of day and it helps you for example i think those kind of things are really cool and if you take advantage of them yeah exactly and you know one of the one of the things that while talking about paint you know imagine you can take the uh diversity of all the buildings in the area kind of compile it of like what colors are going on in like a square mile or a couple square miles and be like these are what the buildings look like in mm -hmm. the area how can we make it match and then like this thing just spits out here's like a palette or like here's what your building would look like with this material on it like imagine that imagine just being able to like i know there's there's websites that are active right now like swatch websites where you go on like like i think it's called like swatchio or whatever it's called and you go on and you could just cycle through endlessly like color palettes that look good with each other but now imagine that just being put on the building directly with like brick stone like some type of masonry uh all these different all these different materials and you could just sit there and just click you know randomize 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 and you can just go through <laughs> i think i think what we're like what we're thinking about is just for me like i said before i think like all of the information is out there just like it probably was before like, like keeping uh the um, the example of the paints the paints existed and they were out there it, it was just harder for you to look at them look at all of them at the same time or mm -hmm. have them in an organized manner or look at them quickly so i think that if this whole technological advancement is going to take us to a place where we're still making decisions and designing but we just have all of the information so readily available for us and it's just uh, like there's like it's like organized it's filtered it's presented to you in an efficient manner to yeah. help you design i think that's where you you would kind of like hit magic right because if you're just letting it design for you then it's i can assure you it's not gonna or i would think it's not gonna come up with a design that like the podcast we've talked before about materials and design where it's it's not just a random material that you're putting on there or a random massing. It, mm -hmm. it it responds to a context. It responds to a client. It responds to a budget. It responds to a necessity. So all of these things, you as an architect have to 
take into consideration when you're presented with all, with all of this information. No, I no. think that's where it's kind of is at. Yeah, no, but it's 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 something that you kind of you know when when you brought it up about AI, I was like, oh wow, okay. And I was like, that's a good topic because you think back to when you started your first day of architecture and where you are now in terms of how far each program or way like the way you're taught and how things are presented to you you think back to all that and you're you just remember how small things used to be like uh how uh what's the proper word i'm looking for like um things weren't as fine-tuned like there were yeah. things that were wrong with cad there were things wrong with there were things wrong with sketchup there and yeah. my prime example just really quick i you know enscape right the rendering program yeah i started using that when it like first came out like when it was first available yeah. and it was good and then you know you look at it now and you're like holy crap like now you can yeah. do like video animation of it you know like yeah. trees waving birds flying it's like what i don't i like i don't know how it was in your school but for example in mine for like the first semesters we weren't allowed to for example uh laser cut so we had to do all our models by mm -hmm. hand like literally with your little knife and your in your glue and oh, everything and then, it was the same with me same with me yeah and we we weren't allowed to like do the plants in cad and we weren't so for example that part i really i appreciate that my school did that and i hope it's gonna stay like that for for example i don't know the people that are uh, starting school right now in my university that's still the rule but it really does help a lot because i don't know i think sometimes these technological things like for example 3d models they are also i don't know how to put it into words but in my opinion they're designed more for like individual work so you're in your computer you're building a model you can turn it around you can walk inside it you can etc but it's so different when you have a physical model on a table and you have 10 people standing around it and everyone's looking at it from a different perspective and everyone you can touch it you can grab it you can hold it up to the light you can yeah. you know it it it's just a, a whole different experience that i think is very valuable when you're when you're trying to wrap your head around what architecture is and about how to approach uh, design right i, and, I think that's yeah and the the best part of architecture in my mind is, you know, each, I wouldn't say each day, but I would say like every very, very frequently, you, you know, you look at something and you're like, wow, I wish there was an easier way to do this. And you're constantly finding new ways and new routes to figure out problems and resolve them and then like use that in your everyday life and then you find another one. And you know, when you're hand drafting and you go from hand drafting to CAD, you're like, wow, why didn't we start with this? But then you're like, you know, you look back on it now and you're like, wait, you know why? Yeah. You understand yeah. why they did that because they it's it's kind of like you need to appreciate <laughs> what you did to get to where you're at and you need to kind of earn it in a way yeah we'll earn it and also really like understand of, yeah exactly like understand yeah. you're doing and understand yeah absolutely and honestly like 
architecture is going crazy with technology as well. This could be like a whole other topic, but you know, for example, like the the metaverse and the fact that there's there are people that are designing houses and designing designing just architecture for the metaverse, but like real, real. You know what I mean? Like people are yeah. buying. It's crazy. It's just crazy to think that that's where we're at right now. Um, it it just makes me wonder about the future, honestly. Yeah, well, I mean, people play The Sims. <laughs> you know, True. people, people, people download an unbelievable amount of mods for The Sims and go in there and they design full-blown houses for hours and hours on end. And it's like, why don't you, why don't you come do architecture? And they're like, ah, oh, no, I'm a, I'm an accountant. And it's like, I, nothing against accountants. You know, my family, <laughs> I've got a bunch of accountants in my family, but you know, in their free time, they sit there and they design like crazy. And it's like, wow, you're in a field where it's a lot of number crunching and but like all this creativeness is just trapped and you're playing the Sims like apply it like that'd be so cool because uh, a AI could take it. AI could take it so many places and and uh, architecture could take you take it so many places. It's it's crazy to me. I think that's so interesting. And I have a lot of friends that do that. And I find I love it. That is very crazy, honestly. <laughs> well, sorry. <laughs> creativity is trapped because some some people just their creative outlet is their hobby, right? It doesn't have to be. I agree. I agree. Like everyone's job, but it, yeah, it's it's very crazy and it's very fun. That's also something. You know what? Now that you bring that up, that's also something that I really like about. Um. The fact that now architecture can be done like in computers and stuff. And it's the fact that before, and I'm sure if you ask, that that's like a conception people have on their brains where it's like you have to know how to draw to be an architect. And, and you have to know how to do, like, you need to be like a math wizard to be an architecture as well. Like, like, no. Yeah. Like, no, I, I won't go into architecture because I can't draw. Some of the best people in my class and some of the, like, really most talented people that I know do, do, do architecture, at least our age, they they don't know how to draw. They can't draw. They with like freehand, but they have amazing ideas. They have a lot of sensibility towards like design and aesthetic. Yeah. And they're able, or I should say we are able because I, I'm not like the most uh, like a proficient draw, you know, like drafter or like freehand drawer, but mm-hmm. like, our generation, people don't have to know how to draw. To they don't have to be excellent like at drawing with their hands to be excellent architects, and that's something that's really cool. Like this, this whole new technology allowed people to be able to show their ideas in a different way, and that I think that's very interesting. I would love to know how to draw better, and that's something that I think we could all be better at in our generation. Like. We mm-hmm. should- practice it more but at the same time i do really love the fact that we have other ways of showing our ideas right yeah i mean there's endless endless outlets of ways that people can be creative and you know i only bring up video games because i really enjoy them um not those specific games but there's just so many like there's sometimes you know i look when i'm online and i see people in um I know you've probably heard of Minecraft, right? Yeah. People go into there 
And there's there's a bunch of like a not AI, but more so like auto generated tools and people will build like full blown cities, full blown like like countries will will even say and and they sit there and they do that. And it's amazing how yeah. people have that much creativeness and how like like you people are doing that in video games now and it's you know we're in a point where ai is getting to a very like a crazy good point it's like wow we're going to soon be able to you know use these tools to benefit us in an yeah. extremely like, unbelievable yeah, way i don't know how old i honestly don't don't recall how old for example google maps is but like mm -hmm. the google maps where you can actually like literally walk down the streets and everything and for yeah. example even that like i think i don't know 20 30 whatever years ago that's something that like i just think i just think back and i'm like how how because then you had to go to everything for example us or as architects you would have to go to every single place we, we have projects all over the u.s and like you would have to fly everywhere to go to see the sites that you would have to probably spend so much time there because you want to see around that you want to see the context then you would have to take pictures videos document everything so you would have it and now that simple tool which is not simple i know i'm just i just mean like but that only talking about that tool i would say changed the way you're able to approach a project when you're starting yeah. architecture so even that, it's like um, crazy, crazy to think the if like thinking about those little things that changed everything. I just wonder what are the ones that are coming, you know, like that in 10, 20 years, we're going to be like, oh, oh, my God, like this revolutionized everything. Like, can you imagine yeah. not having this? You're going to look back at Google Maps and be like, damn, that was horrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that thing sucked. <laughs> but um, no, I mean, dude, we could we could talk about this. I I could no joke talk about this for probably three hours straight. <laughs> and it's it's the end of the work day, and it's like I, I if you said to me, Tom, let's talk about this for an hour longer, I would agree. <laughs> I'd be like, let me go get a sandwich and let's talk about it more. Um, it's it's just such an interesting topic. No, because there's it, it's just. Build. It's it's an absolutely loaded topic that you know it it is so interesting and crazy. You know, five years ago, ten years ago, twenty years ago, thirty years ago, you, you think about the way it was and how every single year it's just pushing forward. It's not like rolling forward. It's like getting thrown forward. And there's yeah. just so much more. There's so much more to go, and there's so much much more beneficial tools. We're and... gonna do a part two in a year, and it's <laughs> and it's probably going to. <laughs> oh God! Like a whole, like a whole different thing. We're probably gonna be recording in a different way, even. Uh yeah no it's gonna be you know I'll probably be half robot in a year who knows oh my god <laughs> <laughs> please no I'm gonna start talking anyway, like but... this <laughs> um yeah we just it was a, a kind of like a more conversational topic but I think it's still interesting and cool to think about.
Yeah, I would I would definitely agree with that. I would definitely agree. Fun, interesting, and fun. <laughs> well, if if any of you guys have any comments on this, of course, on anything, but on this topic specifically, because I think it's a very hot topic right now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And um, yeah, just remember, you can always uh, reach us at podcast at createworldwide.com if you have any questions or suggestions or ideas or or whatever um we are there you can always reach us yeah. and yeah yeah what a fun episode everyone have a glorious rest of your day or a glorious night wherever you're listening and thank <laughs> you for listening to us yeah thank you guys remember to create worldwide